The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. These days, you've probably heard a recession is looming or inflation is rising or a nation is headed towards a debt default. So what does this all mean and how will this impact our finances? Joining us is Dana Matsumoto, Group Senior Vice President and Director of Finance and Accounting at Central Pacific Bank. Dana is a true success story. Her mother immigrated from Hong Kong to Hawaii, where Dana was born, and she started at CPB as a part-time teller while in college and worked her way up to senior leadership. Now, Dana has 20 years of accounting, audit, and finance experience. The Mililani High Trojans <laughs> and UH graduate is also the proud mom of three beautiful daughters. And just like her parents instilled work, her work ethic and determination to her, she teaches those attributes to her daughters as well. And we hope that Dana will pass along some knowledge to us. And we hope to learn a lot more about this current situation in tonight's podcast. Thanks so much, Dana, for joining us. Sure. Thank you for having me. Okay. So... Well, let's start off with what exactly is a recession and what are the signs of a recession and are we headed towards a recession? Yeah, no, those are good questions. Um, I know it's a hot topic right now. Um, and basically a recession is when the economy is not growing. It's basically shrinking is what would be a, a characterized as a recession. And as far as what are the signs, um, there's a couple of you know, um, uh, primary ones. The first one is that um, that we would have an inverted yield curve. Um, and what does that mean? I know that's kind of a complicated topic, but it basically means that long-term interest rates are lower than short-term interest rates. And so it's it's basically saying the, the market expects the Fed to cut interest rates in the future. And this is something we're, that we're actually experiencing right now today. We do have an inverted yield curve. Um, so that that is pointing to a potential recession in the near future. Um, the other oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to add the other two signs of a recession are a slowdown in consumer spending and rising unemployment. And those two we are not seeing yet. Um, so it's a good good signs. You know, unemployment is our employment is very strong and consumer spending is also strong. So so we'll see some mixed signals there. Um, so we'll just have to follow and see what happens. Yeah, I, it was kind of. Um hard for, uh, you know, some of us to make sense of what's happening because, you know, the Fed would raise interest rates, right? And and then you have inflation happening, uh, which I feel would do the opposite and would curb spending. What What's going on there? <laughs> right. It can be a little confusing, um, but yes, yeah, so the Fed has been pretty aggressively raising interest rates. They started at around the 
beginning of last year and they've continued um, pretty aggressively. And the reason that they've uh, raised our interest rates is primarily to address high inflation. Um, so the, one of the key goals of the Fed is to keep prices stable. Um, and they do have an inflation target, which is around 2%. Um, and our inflation uh, last year, uh, around the middle of last year, was much higher than 2%. It actually peaked around 9%. Um, so the, uh, the Fed, um, their goal is to bring down that inflation rate. So they're uh, raising interest rates to try to slow down the economy um, and get inflation under control. Um, but I feel like the like small businesses take a big hit when this happens. They do, they do. So yeah, it's a tough balance, I would say, for the Fed. You know, it's, yeah, it's a delicate balance. Um, and in fact, you know, the actions that they've taken, um, they, you know, they may have actually raised interest rates uh, by too much and by too too quickly. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it. We, it may be pushing the economy into a recession. Yikes. <laughs> and I know <clears throat> this is also impacting banks too, because um, you know, when you raise interest rates, then it lessens the amount of people coming in to seek loans, right? Is that is that true? That's one of the That's impacts. True. Yes, that is true, right? Because um, it's more expensive to to borrow when rates are higher. So there is less demand for um, for loans. So it does impact banks like like Central Pacific Bank, where I work at, too. Um, so it, it has pretty broad impacts all around. So I don't know if this is something I, I guess I, I'm just wondering is, is, do you make things rebound or bounce back up again, by completely not obliterating, but like, going down and then bringing it back up? Is that what it takes? Yeah, I mean that's typically um, just how it it works. Yeah, there's it's kind of cyclical. So they, you know they raise rates and then they bring it back down and it just kind of repeats itself. Um, and yeah, and, and we just kind of gotta um, go with it and and try to adjust as best as we can. Is there a way to prepare for all of this? Because obviously, I mean, we've been talking and you know seeing what are some of the impacts and noticing some of the signs here. So we all can see it. We all can sense it. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to get better anytime soon, right? I mean, we're still going to be dealing with these high prices. Um, are there ways that we could react to what we're seeing and prepare so that we come out on the in the green? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we may not feel it quite yet, but inflation actually is coming down. Um, I looked at some of the numbers. It, it, Like I mentioned, it peaked at about 9% in June of last year. Um, and it's currently, the latest reading was about 5%. So it has, um, you know, gradually trended downwards. Um, and in fact, it, it, for the 10th consecutive month, um, inflation has slowed. Uh, but it, yeah, it is a gradual process. Um, it will take time. And so, uh, you know, con average consumers may not feel the impact yet, um, but over time we will. Um, at least, I mean, one thing is gas prices are lower than they were. So that's a one good thing um, that hopefully, you know, um, families um, that helps a little bit. But I know food prices remain really high um, as well as, you know, other other consumer goods. 
Yeah. So should should yeah. we as parents and and <clears throat> families should we be worried uh, during this time with our finances? Um. You know. I I think it's you know, we should, you know, kind of watch our finances more closely, kind of buckle down a little bit. But I, you know, I don't think people should get overly concerned. I mean, recessions do happen. Um, and about every six years, uh, an economic recession will happen. And we we always get through it. So I, I would say, you know, people shouldn't be too concerned with it. But um, some of the tips would be, you know, things that everyone has probably heard before, but, you know, just having a budget, um, a family budget, tracking expenses, those are really good practices. Um, ensuring you pay off, we pay off our credit card um, bills every month. That one's really important because um, the interest rates are extremely high for credit cards. Um, so paying that off every month, um, super important. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're just, you know, cutting back where you can, um, but at the same time, you know, still, uh, you're still living your lives and, you know, enjoying, you know, and prioritizing what's important to, to your family. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> the interesting thing, I mean, you mentioned the whole credit card debt thing. And then I guess there was this new report that came out that like more Americans are in debt and drowning in debt because mm -hmm. I guess um, the bills back from the pandemic is like starting to catch up with them. And so they're right. finding themselves in this situation now. Um, I mean, do you know if there are credit card companies or even maybe some kind of program that the banks have to work with people on payment plans who are in debt? Yes, yes, there definitely are. Um, there's, you know, the banks um, locally, as well as, you know, mainland programs, there are definitely um, options out there. So, you know, if, if someone's in that situation, they should, you know, reach out to their, their local bank or, um, you know, look online because, yeah, there definitely are programs to, to reduce the interest rates and, um, you know, to, you know, to schedule payments over time to um, help get out of that, um, you know, situation. Yeah. And it's so important because you mentioned like with these interest rates being so high, people should look into that, right? They should look into their options and take action now so that they don't fall into even more debt with these high interest rates. We're going back to the um, whole recession. One thing that I, that I read and that's kind of interesting is that you know, <clears throat> Hawaii is always behind the mainland, right? In terms of what happens with, you know, economic impacts and so forth. And so if the mainland goes through a recession, then, then it'll trickle down to Hawaii. However, what I read is that uh, tourism is going to soften the blow because, um, you know, we're right. unique in that sense where a lot of our, our, our economy and the driver of that is tourism and mm -hmm. it hasn't slowed down and it continues to ramp up. And uh, it seems like inflation hasn't really, I, I, might, I might be wrong, but it seems like inflation hasn't really impacted, you know, the demand for people traveling and wanting to come to Hawaii. So can you explain our buffer? <laughs> can you explain? Yeah, that? yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I did want to speak a little bit about that because um, that's a bit of good news. Um, what economists are predicting is that while the U.S. you know national economy will likely fall into a recession, um, the local economists are expecting Hawaii to do better than, than the broader nation. Um, and the reason for that is um, tourism is one thing, like you brought up. Um, our tour tourism industry is very strong. Um, our visitor counts are um, at our pre-pandemic levels, and 
you know, if there is a national recession, we might see a, a reduction in domestic visitors, but we're expecting that the international market will continue to rebound. And so that will help offset any uh, reduction in the domestic visitors because we're expecting, you know, the Japanese um, uh, and other country uh, countries to come back to Hawaii. Yeah, so tourism for sure. And then there's a couple other factors too that make Hawaii, um, you know, stronger and more resilient. Um, our real estate market is is really strong. It always has been, you know, our, um, you know, our home prices are um, one of the highest in the nation and it, and it tends to hold up um, during downturns. Our prices still stay strong on our real estate. Um, and then another, a couple other things are just, you know, construction in Hawaii is very strong. If we just look outside, right, there's a number of major projects that are ongoing um, that are keeping our economy in good shape. Um, and then government and military spending is also a, a big industry in Hawaii and a growing industry in Hawaii. So, so I think a combination of all of those factors is, is really going to help Hawaii uh, fare better in a potential downturn. So that's something, you know, you know, really good, good news. <laughs> I'm glad that you shared, um, you know, how all of those things can help buffer, you know, right. low and soften that of a recession. But, <clears throat> you know, I guess um, on the news, we often report too about, uh, you know, what's happening, um, you know, in Asia, and, and then also, you know, Russia, Ukraine, and tensions. Um, and it seems, seems to kind of be escalating in a way. And of course there's North Korea and then the whole China um, talk of, you know, invading Taiwan. Um, how, how do outside events like that, international events, how does that impact uh, the economy, you know, and, and maybe trickle down to us? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, I think there there is some impact, but it's, you know, it's not as direct um, and it's it's hard to really predict. Um, so, I mean, we, we just from our from the bank's perspective, we you know monitor what's going on internationally. And we know there is tensions and uh, a variety of, of issues going on there. But the direct impacts, um, hard to say, really hard to say. So, um, yeah, we just kind of monitor it and, and, and just, you know, you read as much as we can and kind of plan as as we can yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's good that's good to hear um and so far i hope you know the the current status of our, our banks here in hawaii are healthy um i know that we did a report previously about uh what's the likelihood of you know banks here you know closing up just like we saw on the mainland um is it still true that it's not likely to happen here yes that is definitely true um, the Hawaii banks are you know, very strong. We have strong liquidity, strong capital, um, and we look just very different from um, the, those regional banks that that failed recently, like Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic Bank. You know, the, those banks were very um, concentrated in their deposit base. Um, they they grew uh, very aggressively in recent years, um, and so they're just overall more risky than the Hawaii banks. So we feel pretty good about um, the banking environment in Hawaii. That we're we're strong and resilient, and will continue to you know be here to support our customers and the community. I feel like I'm pricking your brain on all kinds of different topics, but, um, you know, with the current situation, is now a good time to invest or is it is it not a good time? 
I would say, you know, for personal investing, whether it's for um, retirement planning or college planning, it's always a good thing to be investing. Um, of course, you know, you should do it prudently. Um, you know, diversification is is really important. We, you know, shouldn't be putting all of your investments into one, you know, one asset class. I think diversifying and, you know, speaking to a, a financial planner that can really guide you and give good advice. Um, so yeah, I would say investing is is should you know, should continue because that's a key part in in um, planning for the future. Does Central Pacific Bank offer those types of services, uh, financial planning for those who are listening that have no idea um, what to invest in? Yes, we do. We do. We have a um, a wealth management area. Um, we offer um, investment services. Um, so if anyone you know is looking for guidance, um, Central Pacific Bank can definitely help. Great. Okay. So um, I know that I'm I'm a parent, and um, I'm always looking for ways to. Um, make um, saving money appealing to my to my children. I have three um, young boys, um, and uh, I don't think they're up to speed on ways that they can save, on ways that they can grow money, um, earning money, and and all that stuff. What what are some I guess tips, advice, um, ideas that you have to um, spur interest and to instill these uh, values in in children? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and I would say start young, um, so, you know, start talking to uh, our children about money management and, and you know, kind of show them what, what we do, you know, what mom and dad does to manage money and how we, um, like I've shown my daughters, you know, our, um, like my checkbook and my bank account and explain to them kind of things about that. And I've also opened um, savings accounts for my daughters um, and, um, it's good, I think, to start young and, they, you know, they can make their decisions when they get money for Christmas or birthday. We always talk about, you know, let's put some of it into your savings account um, to, to help save for the future for, you know, bigger things that you want to buy or for, um, you know, situations where you, you would need money. It's good to have and keep it in a safe place. And you also earn interest on those um, savings balances. So, so yeah, that would be my advice is just to, you know, start young and um, explain, um, you know, kind of how we manage our money and get them hopefully interested and, um, and involved. I know my kids, they, they, they kind of have, you know, like pride in it. Like this is my bank account. And they ask me like, oh, can you check the balance? How much do I have in it? So it, I, I think that's um, been good for them. Did your mom instill those values in you? Um, for me, it was kind of my dad, more my dad than my mom. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, he he would teach me kind of about and show me, you know, how he you know, managed things. And um, that was uh, helpful. Yeah. And I think it's helped me, you know, kind of grow into the career I'm in today. That's that's really awesome. Um, <clears throat> when I was growing up, I, I didn't get too much, um, I guess, lessons in in managing money. I mean, well, we had chores, we were paid, you know, like 10 cents for every staple I would pick up off the ground because my mom was a teacher. Um, and then when it came to college, I had my first credit card and that's when I really learned, you know, about debt, about the importance of paying off, you know, your payments on time. I'm not spending too much than that you can't afford. So those are all really uh, real life 
uh, lessons for me. Um, and hopefully our, our children out there don't have to learn the hard way. We want to prevent that, even though that, that could be a good lesson in and of itself. Okay, so, um, you know, there are talks happening right now and um, on the nation's capital about uh, preventing, um, you know, a default, a national default and yes. um, raising the debt ceiling. Can you explain what that's all about and uh, whether or not we should be, how concerned we should be about it? Sure, sure. So maybe I'll start with just a little bit of background for, you know, if, if anyone's not you know keeping up with, yeah. with that. Um, the debt ceiling, I guess, what is that, first of all? Um, it's, it's basically the limit on the amount the U.S. government is allowed to borrow. Um, and currently, the debt ceiling um, needs to be raised in order to cover the spending that the con Congress has already approved. Um, our government leaders are saying that uh, they won't, we won't have enough money to pay um, the U.S. bills after June 1st, which is coming up, you know, very quickly next week. Um, and um, and if if the debt ceiling is not raised, um, the U.S. government would default. Um, so it is, you know, it is something of, you know, a big concern for our, our nation. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, for, for everyone, it's, I, I would recommend not to get, you know, overly concerned about it. Um, the U.S. has never failed to make debt payments in history. So that's, um, you know, that's good news. Um, I know that some people are worried and, you know, hearing things about, you know, if, if the U.S. government defaults, um, people might not receive their government payments like social security, uh, welfare, food assistance, um, which is a possibility. Um, but, you know, the hope is still that a, a deal will get passed. I know it's getting down to the wire. Um, it's, it's very political. Um, and um, so, yeah, we'll have to see, but, you know, my hope is that it, it will, a deal will get passed um, before that June 1st deadline. Um, and, and we'll be okay. But I think even if there is a default, um, the, the likelihood is that it would be very brief um, because it the impact would be so great um, th that there would be extreme pressure to fix the situation right away. So, um, so we're not expecting it to be a long-term problem. And um, I would say, you know, just focus on what we can control. And this is something that we cannot control, obviously. So just try not to worry or panic about the situation. And then, of course, I don't want to get too political or anything like that, but the way that we got here is by the U.S. government printing more money and to pay off debts. Yeah, so the government we basically does, ran know, out of money. Correct, yeah. And I mean, they the government can print an unlimited amount of money, Um and that's that's typically what they do. But yeah, it's the the big debate is just about federal spending and um, you know how much we should be spending. And there's you know concerns from the various political sides regarding that. Yeah. But the dangers of printing more money would lower the power of the dollar. Yes, it it could. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> just yeah. just trying to break it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, all of this is just so interesting, and um, it 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 does help um, to to seek you know help maybe from the banks or somebody that can explain um, you know how how to make most of your money um, you know what 
the situation is um, that we're in right now. I know that's why a lot of people, they, they listen to the uh, the finance news networks, you know. Um, mm. There's no way that you can have a crystal ball and, and know what's going on. But there are signs out there that will help you maybe navigate and make decisions about your own financial well-being, right? That's right. Yes. Yes. I, I, I think I would say, you know, follow follow generally what's going on um, to kind of look for signs and tips. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think just planning and managing the budget, having a emergency savings fund, um, those are, you know, all really good practices. Um, and I mean, another tip I'll add is, you know, just something to consider, you know, rates are higher today um, than they have been in a while. So, you know, just um, consider whether you need to take out a fixed rate loan, uh, whether that's a 30-year mortgage or an auto, like a car loan. Um, it, if you can hold off, it, it might be something to consider because the rates are higher. So it's more expensive uh, now. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, too, I mean, there is also an opportunity later to refinance if rates do come down. So, so there are always options. Um, and um, so just, you know, get get information from your bank or your financial planner um, to help you make those decisions. Yeah, it pays to be very observant. It pays to to know when is the best time to make the most of your money uh, right. instead of being impulsive and, and things like that. But right. um, for people um, <clears throat> like me <laughs> who might be wishing to see the day again where the prices are low and, and comfortable, Will that ever return or will we continue to remain at this, you know, level where the prices are are high and, you know, it, it'll never go back down to the way it was before? Um, you know, I think that it's probably not going to go down significantly, unfortunately. I mean, certain things, you know, will like, like gas prices, I think, it, you know, that one may, may fluctuate up and down. Um, but in general, most prices, you know, are generally trend up. Just the hope is that it doesn't keep rising at the rate that it has been in the last year or so. If prices, you know, stabilize a bit, I think that will that will help um, help all you know consumers and families. And Dana, um, I know I didn't ask you this previously, but is there a certain quote um, that you would like to leave us with, uh, or maybe even share your philosophy? Uh, on spending or money on, on finances or something that you even, um, you know, tell your kids um, just to, to close out our podcast? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I don't know <laughs> if that's off the top of my head, um, but yeah. yeah. A penny earned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would say, you know, just, you know, uh, it's balance. It's all about balance, I would say. Yeah. That's that's where I would leave it at. Yeah, just balancing because yeah, I mean we we don't want to be you know penny pinching too much or we don't enjoy life. Uh, but the, on the other hand, it's you know making sure we have savings and we plan for the future. All right. Uh, and uh, do you want to give us the website of um, Central Pacific Bank where people could maybe head to for more information about the services? Yes. Um, so it's cpb.bank. B-A-N-K. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. We changed oh. it a few years ago. It's short and sweet. 
Wow, cpb.bank. Wow, it's really easy to remember. Okay, thanks so much, Dana, for the wealth, literally, of knowledge that you shared with us tonight about finances. And uh, here's to better days financially ahead for all of us. Thanks so much for joining us, Dana. Have a great night. Thank you. You too, Stephanie. Take care. Yes.